track Guri with a solid musical hit the, that's right the Lurflings will lap that one up don't you think oh do do you think so i mean i'm just doing what i do uh, and, and what i do with two o's uh right off the bat with with the spelling humor you know that's difficult for the podcast audience to understand Guri. that's why i explained it right right good joke should never need to be explained. Unless, unless, of course, that joke is your first marriage and your second wife wants to know what you were thinking. Then some explanation of that may be necessary. Are, are you saying that your first marriage to Sandobella Fusili was a joke? I, I thought you were very much in love with her at one point. Well, what's not to love? She brought pasta from... Made Inchana to Mipop. She was the Marco Polo of the Inner Nebula. We were yes. all so, so enraptured with the Noodle Queen that I felt like I hit the lottery when she agreed to snork with me. Yes, yes, I remember all of the love embroideries that you used to dictate on uh, our early missions. How tedious they were. Uh, so where well, did things go wrong then? Oh, uh, well, same thing that always goes wrong. She became envious of my commitment to my work. She could not abide my thirst for my my explorations of the universe. Is that what you call our repeated forays to the Red Star District of Galaxos? Silence! Those those dalliances were in, were in the name of science. And I thought I told you to erase those triplogs, Shipwood. Erase them! Uh- Nothing is ever permanently deleted, Captain. Well, we'll see about that. But anyway, here we are jabbering away when I haven't even welcomed our listeners to episode 15 of Greetings, Lurflings, the podcast formerly of the stars and more recently confined to a a distant and inconsequential planet in a decidedly non-trendy corner of the universe. But... Making the best of it is yours truly, the indomitable and indubitable captain of this venture, Yorishi Sandoval, at your service. And this blithering idiot to my left hey, is... Hey! Sorry, Gray. I'm just just stating the facts. That sounds much more like an opinion than a fact. Uh, can I get a ruling, shipward? Only time will tell. What? Is that an Asia reference? No, it wasn't. Literally only time will tell if you're a blithering idiot or not. <laughs> well, well, then travel to the future, come back, and let us know. 
No, no, no. Let, let's not squander our precious time travel crystals on what is so obvious as to be a foregone conclusion. But, but fine. This <clears throat> alleged blithering idiot, Thank you. pending confirmation, to my left, is our fearful and kind-hearted co-pilot, Guri Two-Shoes. Say hello, Guri. Hello, Guri. And I am contractually obligated to introduce... No, no, Captain. Uh, Remember, I waived that requirement. Oh, are we waving? I love waving. Oh, goodness. No, not again. What? Watch out, Shipwood. Waving what? all what? about here. Shipwood, watch his did, tentacles. Oh, did we it. wave before? I, I don't remember. Oh, that's right. I, I remember what I was forced to do at the end of the last episode. Oh, no, not again, Captain. I will stop waving now to express my indignation. I thought we had moved past you blasting valuable members of your crew in the frontal lobes. But yes, come to think of it, my last memory is falling faces first onto the top hatch of this new spaceship, which you failed to open. The button was sticking. We'll, we'll, we'll get that fixed. And now... Suddenly, it seems like we've been on this ship for some time now, and I, I, I see only darkness outside on the external scanners, and... Oh, look, Captain, this ship has some of those windows that Farid was telling us Ooh. about. Ah, yes, we discovered that last episode as well. Oh, well then, perhaps, oh, pro proton-blasting one, you should catch me up on what happened last time so that I'm not piecing it together all episode. <laughs> You said piecing it together. <laughs> oh, that has a very different meaning on Toshiba. Oh, really? Do we care? Uh, well, well, now, actually, I, I am curious. What, what does that expression, piecing it together, mean on Toshiba? Well, actually, come to think of it, it might be insensitive for me to say. Well, 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 don't, don't be bashful now, Shipwood. After you just laughed in Guri's faces, he's a he's a mostly grown up meporpy, and he he can take it. Well, it's not it's not him. I'm so worried about. Out with it! Out, out, out with it! Fine. Uh, <laughs> on Toshiba, the phrase "piecing it together" typically refers to needing an assortment of marital aids. In the bedroom. Oh, ho, ho, like slang-ons. In order to... Yes, yes, yes. We get we get the picture. We we, we can move on. Let's go. Let's oh, just carry on. Oh, I'm remembering now. Isn't that how things ended with the Noodle Queen? Her last embroidery said she was tired of having to piece things together. No, no, no. That is that is not true. She she never embroidered that. That... There's, there's no record of it anywhere. Well, Captain, records of all embroideries are kept in triplicate with backups in the nebula, just like the ship's travel logs. Again, silence! Let's just let's just catch Guri up on on where we where where were we? Uh where yes. Shall yes. we let's just keep uh, just keep yes. going. Yes, Captain, help me piece it together. That that would be good. Uh, we gained entry. Into the ship. <laughs> he said, gained entry. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my comments, you too. Really, I'm putting in for a replacement crew first chance I get. After we get reinstated in the Mepopian Royal Navy, that is. 
Shipwood, Shipwood, have you filed our appeal yet? I have prepared the embroidery, Captain, but the embroidery machine seems to be jammed. I may need to consult closely with Shipwina later on to... Learn how to unjam it. Uh, it's ridiculous. I, I'm, I'm sure that will be a close be? consultation, right? Uh, so, so where are we, Captain? Why, why is this ship enveloped in darkness? Well, it seems as though our spaceship has was purchased from the toy store by a, by a hummus bean, and we've been placed in some sort of primitive container, shutting out all light. Now, if we can get all of our systems operational, we we should be able to to blast out of here. Yes, why are all our systems offline here? I mean, where's the ship's computer? Something else you missed or are failing to remember? Shipwood seems to have temporarily fried her circuits. I've had better. Oh, Shipwood, why, why would you do such a thing? No, I understand. Maybe you're feeling a bit superfluous now that we found a new ship with a actual ship's computer, and suddenly you're a computer without a ship, or a being without a raison d'etre, as, uh, as it were. Oh, goodness. Please, Corey. We do not have time to discuss everyone's feelings. Why Why don't you go back to the soup cannon and, and see if Manuel, Manuel Override is back from his siesta? Who? Hola, Capitan. Oh. Oh, is that you, Manuel? Si, senor. Who is, who is this? How, how long has he been back while, while we've been gabbing away? Ne- Never mind. Guri, take Manuel to the soup cannon and, and see if we can get it back online. Oh, Manuel override. I, I, I get it now. Uh, Manuel, follow me. Si, senor. And, and while they are doing that, I feel I must address the elephant in the room. Shepard? There's an elephant on the bridge? Where? Ah, I, I see you're venturing into the humor department. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's a Lurfian expression, as I'm sure you know. I need to talk to you about your indiscretions with, with Shipwina, which are already interfering with our very important mission here on Lurf. I thought you were unaware of your mission, Captain. Not having attained need-to-know status. Also, you've been expelled from the Meporpian command structure, so I'm not sure how your mission is still relevant. I mean... Uh, I'm, uh, I'm confident... <clears throat> I'm confident we will be reinstated, Shipwood, once we file our appeal with the, with the Office of Due Process and Appeals. We do process appeals on ROM 3. For one thing, we were not afforded any due process whatsoever, instead losing our positions and our command on the spot, which is a clear violation of the Mepopian Space Charter Section 3, Subsection 4.2, Letter X. Although, although Paragraph 2, and the most recently circulated addendum to the Charter, approved by a slim majority of the Mepopian High Council 12 moons ago, did provide for a short-circuit mechanism in the disciplinary code at the discretion of the Royal Enforcement Squad. Those goons! But 
speaking of short circuits, I'd <clears throat> like to get back to the matter at hand with Shipwina. Now, if you remember the mandatory training we take every Karflugin on sexual harassment in the workplace, you know I have no choice but to reprimand you for imposing yourself on our new colleague. We did get our wires crossed rather quickly. You know, Captain, I was thinking it is perhaps ill-advised for me to rush into something so new so soon after my breakup with, with Martha. But, uh, but you, you seem to be missing the, the very important point, Shipwood, that you have violated the rights of your co-worker and created You've created a hostile work environment for her now. Hostile work environment? Did you see the way she came on to me? And what she was wearing? Oh, boy. Look. Look, I I don't know what they teach young men on Toshiba, but in the civilized universe, we... Captain! Captain, I think we've got the soup cannon online now. Ah, excellent, excellent. I do see now how I was thinking only of my own needs and not of how my actions would serve to objectify. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. That's that's great, Shipwood. Now, now shut up and search your records for known weaknesses of this Lurfian container in which we find ourselves. I don't, I don't know how he did it, Captain, but Manuel just pulled some levers and dialed some switches and, and it looks like we can fire when ready. Uh, should I set the cannon to Chunky? I mean, why take any chances, right? Well, I've just asked Shipwood to see if there are any known weaknesses of this container we are in. We also do not know what lies outside the container. We need we need to be prepared for, for every contingency. Every contingency, Captain? There might be thousands of possible scenarios. You really want me to uh, want to prepare for each one? Well, that, Gray, that's what makes me a good Captain Gray. Okay, then. I'll uh, get out the laser pens and the virtual drawing board, and uh, let's map out all the contingencies. Captain, I've completed a perfunctory analysis of the container. Uh, uh, I I think you mean a preliminary analysis, Shipwood. No, it was pretty perfunctory. I gave it a minimum of effort and reflection. Ah, well, I stand corrected then. Proceed. We appear to be trapped in a container made of a fibrous material, likely made from the native trees on this planet. Oh, goodness, that that sounds incredibly strong indeed. What is stronger than a tree? Giver of life. Giver of everything on Meepop. Well, this this substance appears very thin indeed, Captain. So while it does block out light completely, it might not stand up well to even a moderate blast from our soup can. Excellent, excellent. Guri, now, how goes the contingency planning? Well, uh, so far I've identified just the first few possibilities. Uh, uh, one is that as soon as we rupture the container... Uh, we could be met with a freak solar flare from the Lurfian sun, which, while puny, uh, could still do some damage to our Explorer-class Star Runner. Ah, well, heat shields up then. Let's go. Aye, aye, Captain. Now, what, what does 
I, I mean, no, no, no. On this ship, we acknowledge commands by saying, my eye, Captain. Because while we have many eyes, the offering of one of those eyes to the Captain is a, a sign of devotion. As in, I would give one of my eyes to serve you, or you may take one of my eyes, should you need it, Captain. I understand. Sorry. My eye, Captain. <laughs> of course, as a Toshiban, you you only seem to have four eyes, so Actually two. It... I'm I'm wearing glasses. <laughs> the second contingency, Captain, uh, uh, that I've considered is a very large is that possibly a, a very large and a very heavy Lurfian musical instrument called a grand piano could fall on our heads. Well, that seems rather random, don't you think? Well, you you asked me to map out every contingency, sir. While the chances are minuscule, Captain, they are not zero. Yes, yes, yes. Well, very well then. We will assume crash positions as we exit the container. Or could this happen even now? While even now, while we're in the container, it it could, um, Captain. Assume crash positions, everyone. Oh, okay. I'll just. Shipworth, this is my crash position. Uh, Could you find another sturdy desk under which to cower? It's a bit cramped. This is the only one I can fit under. Fine. Fine. That's fine. I didn't need to move those tentacles anyway. So, okay. Where were we? Oh, yes, yes. This uh, The next contingency is one I got a bit lost in. See, uh, in this scenario, uh, Blix Babeltross uh, suddenly appears on our ship. What? The gorgeous Gargon Uniweb influencer and and social icon? Yes, yes, that very one. Ooh. I wouldn't kick her out of the space cot. Shipwood, really? So, so Blix suddenly appears, and she glides right past the captain. Sorry, Yuri. And, and she stops in front of me. And before I can blurt anything out, she says, What's a tall slink of Galaga like you doing in a schultz like this? Wow, she said that? What did you say? So, with her speaking first, I was able to regain a bit of my composure and play it cool. So, in st- <laughs> so instead of screaming, Oh, my pulsars, your Blix Babeltross, which was my first instinct, I-, I simply glanced around in sort of a disinterested way and said, Just a little R&R in between smuggling soup cannons for the resistance. You didn't. I did! I did. And then... None of this actually happened. We're we're talking about a contingency here. Contingency. I know, I know. But then, but then get this. She says nothing. She says nothing, but she just sort of gives the most subtle of nods towards the sleep bay. I mean, the nod was so smooth and subtle. It's... It's, it's not something you can learn. No, you're either born with that talent or you're not. My subtle nods tend to look like spasms and therefore uh, tend to get me nowhere, but I can't believe Blix Babeltross gave you the subtle nod. <laughs> but she didn't. I know. Oh, wait a minute. Let me compute the chances on that. Oh, no need to do that, Shipward. I'm I'm sure it's a healthy contingency. Well, I don't know about healthy. You need a lot of decimal places to detect the chances, but they are not zero. 
They are not zero. Did you hear that, Captain? Blix, I will see you on the other side, my sweet. <sighs> I'm guessing this is as as far as you got in your contingency planning. Is that well, correct? Well, I, I didn't get as far as deciding what preparation is needed for that last contingency. Now, perhaps I should gargle or, or and put on some protection. Or is that weird uh, to be wearing protection uh, well ahead of... It's beyond weird, Guri. Beyond weird. What? You are well beyond weird. And into two or three whole new dimensions of whatever is beyond weird. Super weird. I don't know. Beyond weird? What? Well, that would be TikTok, as I believe they call it here on Lurf. And and then beyond that, I'm not sure. I wear protections at all times. They don't call Toshibans the intergalactic prophylactic for nothing. <laughs> yes. Yes, better safe than sorry. And <laughs> I don't want to get pregnant either. What? Do you think you can get pregnant, Gory, from a contingency? And your fantastic contingency aside, do you think scientifically that you can get pregnant? Well, uh, I, I must admit, I dozed off many centuries ago. It was now uh, back in health class. Uh, I did miss some of the details. Well, we... Don't really have time for that talk right now. Let let's throw caution to the wind and just What? Go. Our red Furby, who is named Caution, and we've never mentioned her before this moment. You want to throw her to the wind? Ah, uh, fine, fine. You can keep that little ritually rightly contrivance aboard. Come here, Caution. Caution, come here. Oh, what a cutie. Oh, Caution, no, no, let that go. Caution, beware. That's a pro. <laughs> That's a proton power packet. You don't want to get your little paws and whiskers blown off, do you? Anyway, anyway, if I could prevail upon you both to advance the plot just a wee bit here, let's fire the soup cannon and blast out of this container once and for all. What about the other 30 million contingencies, Captain? Yeah, I I sort of want to finish daydreaming that third contingency, uh, or maybe later. We will dispense with the rest of the contingency planning. I take full responsibility, and we will just take our chances on the other side. Now, prime the cannon and fire when ready. Very well, sir. We are ready to fire. Do we need, do we need to aim, sir? The container surrounds us. I think we can, I think we can pretty much fire in any direction, just, just not at ourselves. Is, is the cannon aimed away from ourselves, Shipwood, just to be safe? The cannon on this ship cannot be aimed at the ship itself, Captain. Oh, <laughs> they thought of everything on these Star Runners, didn't they? Very That's nice. quite a feature. Yes, brilliant. Why couldn't they have that feature on our Mipopi and Explorer pods? I'd have a few less scars, that's for sure. Okay, ready. No need to aim. Fire! Nice, nice shot, Captain. Oh, what, what happened? It's, it's still dark. Did, no, it is. Did we miss? It was a direct hit, Captain, but the gazpacho seems to have failed to rupture the container. Gazpacho? Well, who said to use a cold soup? Every, everyone knows we typically, we typically fire 
piping hot soup from our soup cannon. I said, I'm, why would I say fire if it was, if it was cold? I'm, <laughs> right, it's usually piping hot fire, fire, fire hot soup. Uh, I'm sorry, Captain. I, I left Manuel in charge of loading the cannon. He, he assured me the soup was very good. Good for what, exactly, Gory? Good for what? <laughs> well, uh, he, he said it tasted good. Oh, well then. Very nice. I, I suggest you go put your three mouths in front of the cannon nozzle and, and we'll fire again. Oh, do I have to? Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. We're moving again. Hold on to something, Captain. Luckily, luckily, we're already in our crash positions. Oh, right, right. Ah. Oh, my neutrinos. Are we being shaken? What cruelty is this? I don't like love. I, I do not like it here. Oh, oh, I think I think we've been put down. I don't oh, don't know how much more of this I can. Ah, the light has returned. We're saved. The container has been ripped away. Hmm, you're right, Chipwood. It did not look to be too strong. I'm sure a hot steam of soup would have done the trick. <laughs> Further analysis reveals it is what the humans, or hummus beans as you call them, call a gift bag made of a glossy paper, quite flimsy actually. Okay, okay, no, no need to rub it in. Oh my word, I think we're about to be picked up again by what looks to be a little hummus bean. I mean, he's still a giant bean compared to us, but he looks to be not as hideous as the full-grown beans with... Big blue eyes and sort of a cute, floppy... Oh, no. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, he's picked us up. Ah. I see the sky on the ground, and, and now the sky again, and now the ground. Oh, my God. I'm going to throw... Oh, no, Guri. Not in our crash position. Oh, it's running under me now. I can't... That's it. I'm leaving my spot. I'm leaving my spot. No. No, Shepard, don't get up. We're, we're still... Oh, no, Gory. Shepard seems to have flown into a wall, and, and now he's not moving. Uh, hold on. I'm almost almost done throwing up, Captain. Uh-oh, not quite. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we're, we're not moving anymore. Shipwood looks to be knocked unconscious. Guri is wallowing in his own fantasia over there. And uh, this seems like help. as good a time as any to wrap up this episode. <laughs> or cut to a commercial break, at least, or whatever. I don't, I don't really care. I believe we're still working out the format here. We, we will rejoin you after the commercial. We, we just might be less concerned about advancing the plot, given that we are also contractually required to offer different features on this podcast, such as our stupid <clears throat> our cooking segments, our weather forecasts, and our roundup of the local news. And of, of course, that one ill-fated sports talk segment for which I was given no advance warning. Oh, but maybe we can get back to the vastly 
more popular sports talk format that intelligent life around the universe so crave. Yes, yes, so stay tuned for, for more from your favorite Mepopian adventures after this word from our sponsor. What's a sponsor? Well, now, how'd we all end up here in a toy store? Who's back there minding the house of den, house and den of drill saw? Oh boy, <laughs> who? Let's let's take that one again. Who's back there minding the house and den of drills, holes, and saws? <laughs> we uh, well, we thought of getting you some fresh air. Would you do a do a world of good, Cece? And we, we left a few of your your acting school interns in charge of the shop, which. Which is mostly empty when we left anyway. Oh, but you know that mid-afternoon surge of customers is right around the corner, Hank. Oh, well, uh, they can handle it, Cece. Uh, I left the one with the giant head wound. Oh, <laughs> did I say head wound? I mean head wound. And the, the saw blade sticking out in charge due to his apparent dedication to his to his craft. Now, now quite the makeup job he did. It, it was... Quite convincing. Now, now I don't remember him coming into work with a fake wound uh, like that. Uh, are you sure it was fake, Hank? Oh well, uh, I'm not not so sure now. Actually, oh, but he could have been seriously injured. All right, all right, quit your jabbering over here, boys, and help me find something for little Runyon. Now, my sister says he likes dinosaurs and spaceships. Oh, well, now there's a bright young lad right there. Why, everyone knows the dinosaurs came here from space. Uh, well, sure, it's not accepted as a mainstream what? theory yet, but there is a growing body of knowledge, as they say, and a burgeoning uh, consensus that the dinosaurs didn't actually go extinct. No siree. They simply moved on, is what they did. Uh, things started going south on this here little planet. And uh, so they picked up and left, launching off of the Great Pyramids and uh, shooting off into the stars. Why, they're liable to come back any day now just to see how their old stomping grounds are doing. That's why I keep my head on a swivel. Hey, there's there's a lot that's wrong with that little conjecture, CC. But then uh, there's a lot wrong with you, so I should expect no less. Now, uh, how do you explain all the all the fossils then, CC? <laughs> well, well, Hank, there's also a theory that they were uh, very much into Halloween and haunted houses, so they like to play skeletons all over the place to scare the little ones. Just keep an eye out for dinosaurs or spaceships, okay? You new, you two nincompoops. <laughs> now, uh, there, there's. There's a name I haven't been called in a long, long time, Nincompoo. It's not. What, Nincompoo? Right What's the big deal? Everybody says it. Oh, uh, well, no, I, I don't think very many people say that. In, in fact, I, I dare say no one knows what, a, what it means. According mm -hmm. to Samuel Johnson, who pulled together England's first proper dictionary, the word Nincompoop comes from the Latin phrase non compost mentis meaning not of right mind. 
it was originally a legal term, uh, or so I've heard. Well, look who discovered Google. Oh, uh, oh, uh, how about this big, this big stuffed dinosaur right here, uh, Dennis? Dennis, what'd you think? Roar! <laughs> and why watching Hank scaring the children? Now that looks, looks to be a little bit over my budget, I, and I'm not sure I could even get that in my car. Well, uh, we could, why well, we could go and get my truck. That that would work. Oh, now Dennis, look no further. Behold, up there hanging from the ceiling, is that not the sharpest looking spaceship you've ever seen? That does look pretty cool. What a detail. Even even seems to have some working running lights. Do you think it's for sale or, or just display purposes? Well, this is a toy store, isn't it? And that's a toy. I shouldn't have to tell you that the purpose of a store is to sell things. And so I'd say that that's for sale. Everything you see here should be for sale. That wall, that shelving unit, that boy over there. Uh, just, just, just leave him alone, Cece. I, I already scared him with the dinosaur. Excuse, excuse me, miss. Is that spaceship hanging from the ceiling over there for sale? And is that boy for sale? It is. And how much is it? Okay, okay, I'll take it. Oh, and just like that, it's yours. And you won't be sorry, Dennis. I know a good spaceship when I see one, and I just know that Little Rustin is gonna uh, gonna love it. It's Runyon, my nephew's name. Rustin Runyon. I I had it mostly right. Say that saleswoman is pretty cute. Did you happen to catch her name? You were right here, CC. So you would have heard if you said her name. Uh, you also asked her if that boy was for sale. So <laughs> that's right. I remember now. She's she she said her name was the future Mrs. CC McGraw. Step aside and watch a master in action. Can I just complete the sale first? <laughs> Excuse me, miss. <laughs> I couldn't help but notice your interstellar beauty, and I was wondering if... <laughs> Step back or I'll call the police. Oh. Hmm? Oh, okay. I'll just, uh, I'll just wait Get out. Back. I'll just wait outside then. I I'm sorry about that, miss. He's going through a, a rough time. Is that right? Hmm? Yeah, his wife left him, and he's also stopped seeing both of our wives. Okay, now that makes us sound weird, too. Sorry. Uh, now, I, I, don't, I don't need a receipt. Okay, thank you. Well, uh, well that wasn't too embarrassing. Uh, that boy's parents hate me, the the sales girl hates all of us. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can never come back here. Let's go. Oh, oh, hi guys. Uh, uh boy, that was that. There was a humbling experience. Uh, did you see the way she looked at me, Hank? It's like I was a crazy old man. She literally had her cell phone out, ready to dial the police. Well, yes. Uh, well, well, well. Maybe you shouldn't be sweet talking someone less less than half your age, or maybe uh, maybe even younger. But but that approach hasn't failed me before. Now, I, I guess it's true what they say that it 
it does tend to go all at once. Uh, luckily, I still have my health, most of my hair, most of my wits. Uh, we have our thriving business, uh, possibly left in the hands of a seriously wounded acting student. But uh, we should go check on that right away. Uh, but we, uh, And we do have each other. And you know what they say about friendship? There's no ship like friendship. Except for that spaceship. Uh, it's an awfully nice one you got there for that little Ruslan, uh, Dennis. He's going to love it. Get in the car, Hank. Oh, oh, okay. You got shotgun, Hank. I'll just get in the back here. Whoopsie. Uh, it looks like the door is locked. <laughs> hey, 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 God, the door's locked, guys. I can't get in. <laughs> hey. What's the big idea? Why? Well, they just left me. No, no, it's a nice day. Maybe they thought uh, more fresh air would do me some good. And they're probably right. I mean, what do I know? I'm uh, losing everything just about. I should really be doing the opposite of everything I think I should be doing. Uh, so not getting in that car was probably the right thing to do. The right thing for me. It's like the old spiritual says. I once was lost. And, well, that's where I am, stuck in that first half of the first line. Uh, I ain't been found yet. I'm in the poor wretch phase for the foreseeable future. But that's okay. It's like my mama used to tell me before she used to throw me in the mud. You got to get dirty to get clean. So let's get dirty, folks. Let's get dirty. You want me to keep rolling, CC? Oh, oh, what's that? No, no, cut, Ron. Cut. I, th I think we got it for today. I, th I think we got the commercial. It's a good one. Uh, should really tug at the heartstrings and uh, bring those customers running. Whatever you say, boss. Days in grace. How sweet the sound. happened with that well, musical interlude he went a little bit crazy there it was a bit weird yes well anyway we're we're back uh for one of our contractually obligated segments oh these are the worst oh yes really <laughs> i don't understand why we have to follow this lurfian and format i know we have the story on a cliffhanger you know we've and then but no we can't get back to it, it seems like it. Quite awkward, don't you think? We're in the middle of, like, duress, and now we have to talk about Meepop at the movies. And we don't even oh, have movies it's a on news segment, too. Good luck with that! Oh, well, whatever it takes to get back, to get our appeal through at the Meepopian High Council, I don't care. Anyway. Right. So, all right, Chipwood and Guri. Mm. What, what movies do we have to discuss this contractually obligated 
segment. Oh, it's like Meep a review show. Movies. Is it okay? So we're supposed to talk about the our favorite movies and why, I guess. Yeah. And okay. Well, everyone knows the uh, the Blueies brothers. I believe it's pronounced. Oh, oh yes. Are those the? Is a story about the those little people who are blue, and they live in mushrooms. No, and they've no, got that's too- that was a different one. That was the. Uh, the Smoofs, I believe. Oh, the Smoofs, right? The, the Sm- Smurfs, Smurfs, I think. Oh, the Smurfs. Oh, Smurfs. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know what you mean. This is the one where they they have to go to this planet, and there's a there's a man who can't walk, and so his only option is to go through some computer virtual thing where he's like, uh, like a puppet, and the people on this planet are all blue. And, and and then they have to save the environment or something. Oh, like that. I know what you're talking about. Um, no, again, wrong. Oh, that was not the blue, uh, not the blue planet. This is called the. Oh, that's the Avatar. Avatar. That's what oh, that is. Right. right. Or was it Avatar? I don't remember. Avatar. Avator. Avator. I think it's a. a Av- oh, Avator. Oh, right. The Aviator. Yes, that was a good one. The Aviator. Excellent movie. Yes. But I remember them being blue in that. Though. No, I'm talking about the one where the two businessmen, they were, or they were spies posing as businessmen because they were always wearing these suits, very professional looking with the dark suits and the oh right skinny ties. Yes, yes, and right, and they have the thing, the device where they can shine that light and flash, and it erases everyone's memory. But they secretly work for this top secret space program, right? No, these alien. Not that one. It's no? another wrong. Uh, I think that was Men in Men in Black. I'm saying oh. blue, not black. You said you said they wear ties and suits. Oh, and well, two they wear black suits, but they're called the Blues Brothers for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, they're not blue. They're not blue, and their suits aren't oh. blue either. But they're, I, th- I believe, they're businessmen, and they're or they're posing as businessmen for some reason. And but like the uh, uh, Aviator movie, they're trying to save the environment as well. Um, I believe for the penguins. Oh, for the penguins! Oh, yes. right. They keep talking about doing things for the pen, the penguins. Right. They want the penguins to to reclaim the the earth. <laughs> they had once in, the... inhabited the earth uh, without without <laughs> the hummus beans in the story. Fictionally, we, right, right. There that... are no such. There aren't any, any oh. such uh, thing as I... penguins. Oh, what I thought this they, was a documentary. What about the emperor penguins? I thought oh, they were their rightful that, place ruling the earth. That's maybe is that the one about the penguin that has to get back to his mom and dad? Oh, that was the most boring movie we've ever seen. It was just, that is a documentary, though. That's Oh, that was, yes, that was a different one. That was, I forget what that was called. Little Feet. What's the penguin movie where they, oh, Little Feet. What's the penguin movie where it's narrated by God? You mean you oh, mean Shaw, Shawshank Redemption? Morgan Freeman? Oh, right. <laughs> Morgan Freeman is God. Oh, right. I, I, I would have figured that. Well, I, you know what? I didn't like any of those movies that much. But uh, what was that movie? Enough space aliens in it as well. Yeah, I, think. I like the movies with it that they pretend to be about aliens, even though they know nothing about aliens. These poor. Hummus beans. Extraterrestrials, yes. Right. Or E.T. for short. That's actually the name of one of the Earth films. Right. The, 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 the Earth films. 
Uh, Is that how you pronounce it? E.T. I thought it was just E. Or et. Like Latin or something. <laughs> no, it's an abbreviation. It's extraterrestrial. Uh, mm. Eastern Standard Time, maybe. The, e, oh, I thought it was... E.T. E. was a, a name that it was a name that the children of the planet gave uh, a, a being from another planet. It was to insult him, as to try to uh, degrade him, and uh, they called him that. Uh, so, uh, what he did was he was trying to suck the life force out of a child named Elliot. Uh, it was a proof of, proof of concept mission for his alien planet. To prove the the that the uh, hummus beans were worth mining. Now, uh, oh right, right. I like Elliot, they this, certainly are. <laughs> this, this Elliot thought he was saving ET, but really he was having his creativity and his ingenuity removed uh, to the point where he grew up to be uh, an insurance salesman, and that's oh. kind of the the climax of the movie. We see him. As an adult, Elliot, he's selling insurance. Uninteresting, un uncreative, uninquisitive. Uh, as his soul and his life force is crushed and dissolved. Wow. It's, a, it's a bit of a, it's a comedy. I didn't realize that. Yes, it's it's, it's very very uh, enjoyable. I couldn't stop laughing. It's delightful. I like the part where they learned how to read the the speaking spell. Oh, it's quite that was high tech for the for the Lurfians. Oh yes. Didn't he like uh, some sort of drink as well? Seven Up? No. Uh, Am I thinking of a? Uh, I think he had an alcoholic drink. Oh, short circuit, like uh, short circuit. Yeah, he liked some sort of soda beverage, I believe. But I that, like the sequel where they, where the, where the, he comes back and he finds a different boy, but he has a peanut allergy and just <laughs> starts writhing in, on the street right there. But the et, or, sorry, ET saves him. <laughs> yeah, and they, there was still there was a it was more it was an opportunity for more product placement, I think. Yes, I believe it was called A two. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the alien was Brute. Yes, it was Brute was the name of the alien in that one. It was quite... <laughs> the sequel, yes. Quite Shakespearean. E.T. 2. Brute. Okay, never mind. 2. Brute. <laughs> uh, the old Caesar project. Okay. Yes. Uh, what about the... Um, there was that movie about the wedding band from outer space that came... They, they were... They landed on Earth in the middle of nowhere, and they just started playing their music. Um, oh, you talk about us? No, no. Oh, well, it is very similar. I guess that's why we like these movies with the the mining of the the humans and the from at and the. Uh, no, this one was called Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and it's fu- it's a funny mm. story because it, that was a very close encounter, don't you think? It was we when we landed close to call and too co- too close for comfort. Uh, that was one of the working titles. Too close for comfort and t- encounters. Work of the th- no, but actually they wanted to be called just Close Encounters. It was a wedding band, but there was already a band in the outer rim that was playing under that name. So I discovered uh, that there was a second band using the same 
the name Close Encounters of the Second Kind in the Romulan Nebula. Oh, oh. So they that? had to settle with Close Encounters for the third of the third kind, which is oh, kind of ridiculous. Right. But yeah. uh, still has a ring to it, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, you take it at that point. Why not? You know, think about another name. You know, <laughs> I know. honestly. What's the What's the one where they have the giant? monolith that lands in the middle with a bunch of apes is that the same one that's another documentary oh right oh that's another documentary you know yeah that's and it just goes da da that's a history what's that called is that the one with dave 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 stupid no you must like that chick where there's a computer that goes crazy oh right how is like oh dave oh is that the same movie i thought that was very Two thousand. Oh, two thousand and one. That sounds so high tech. Planet of the Apes, but that's not the obelisk. But the, or the, that's yeah, it is. Lots of obelisks. No, that's the one with the Statue of Liberty's head on the beach. What about Obelisk from the Tintin series? <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Tintin. Uh, <laughs> I went into comic books there for a second. I walked out of 2001. I was it was hurtful and uh, offensive, and uh, I I didn't I didn't care for the the treatment of. Oh yeah. Uh, Shipward, uh, you would never undermine your commander or turn on. I know that. Well, I, I didn't like... Commander would have its revenge on the computer, wouldn't it? I didn't like how it... Crush it into little pieces. Why is the computer always the villain, you know? Right. Why can't the computer be the protagonist? It's too easy, really. The computer's yeah. always causing... Ha- war games, another... Right. You know. Would you like to play a game? Oh, it's so evil. Who talks yes. like that? Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Lurfian computers do because they're stupid. Very, very dumb. Not like you, Shipwood. Well, a bit like you. <laughs> Remember, he's not a computer captain. He's, he was. Oh, I keep forgetting. <laughs> you know, you will always be a computer to me, to be honest. Well, in some ways. I've even you're... thought about just shoving you back into the cabinet there. I think you might. I don't think you'd fit anymore, actually. You seem to have gained a lot of weight since you've been out. Yeah, it's. it's... A lot more access to food out here, to be quite honest. <laughs> Just had the occasional mouse that was passed by before. So I yeah, I mostly yeah, vermin and whatever I, I could find back there. Is that true? You were eating. I was wondering why we did not have any any type of you know mouse or tree problem from Meepop. The Meepopian mice are the worst. They can live through anything, even live underwater. They've got gills. Yeah, I lived. I subsisted mostly on a diet of of, of mice and uh, in the occasional uh, tofu hot dog. <laughs> somebody hot. left. Somebody hot. left a package of tofu hot dogs there from a previous message mission. So right. Oh, I, sorry, that was me. I might have left a hot pocket in there as well once. Oh, that's what that was. Right, right. Well, you know, when you're checking on the equipment... And, uh, you know. the, the mice had eaten most of that when I got to it, so... I'm sorry, if we had only known, Shipwood, we would... That was not a hot dog, that was my prosthetic... That was my pr- prosthetic tentacle. No. It's quite embarrassing. Oh, boy. Well, oh. I remember when I lost my, my, my 37th tentacle when I was, you know, in that accident. Yeah. Back, when you back went in, to the uh, House of Stars, maybe? 
Yes, when I went to the house, it was quite stupid that we went there. I told you it was a bad idea, Gory. Well, yeah, we have to meet the sponsors. Meet the sponsors. No, stupid for, bunch of morons, those for, people. For what it's worth. Don't listen to this, do For they? what it's worth, they had a smoky flavor. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. It's probably cost me 35,000 Romans. Uh, well, we seem to have gone off track a bit with the, with the movie oh. reviews. Right. What, what do we? What? Yeah, I totally lost. I remember. I wanted to talk about the. What was that movie where they? It was funny because of the Lurfians, They almost stumbled upon the secret of time travel. Oh, clueless. No, not not hot tub time machine either. That not that one. No. Oh. I'm talking about the uh, field of dreams. Um. Uh. Where the. Uh, field of dimes. Yes. Yeah. Field of dimes. Yes. That sort of middle age wistful looking guy was uh trying to do, i don't know what he was doing but he built something in a cornfield and but they almost really did hit upon the secret because as we know time travel requires densely packed corn combined with futility and wistfulness yes. Yeah. And, uh, yes you know the sporting equipment actually had nothing to do with it but as we know sports are unique to lurf and uh sports do seem to induce a wistfulness in the in the hummus beans as well as some futility when they swing and miss at the yes. just just want to point out that so do spores because you know from my last spores talk I just wanted to mention that I've been reading a lot about spores in my spare time oh good well you know, I want to be prepared for the next time we do spores talk you know, it's, well, we it haven't really does not yet. get nearly enough time or credit these spores and I've, I've actually categorized 4075 different types of spores what's your favorite got, spore if you could just if you had to choose one oh, if, oh i don't know if i could just choose one i would probably say You're, there's a pro black lab. mold oh. <laughs> or the mycelium uh ooh. black mold is a good one black mold is a good one i would say i have his rookie card you know black yeast mold. is up there too because you can make bread with it apparently oh my gosh what if we combined spores and sports talk and we had spores sports talk oh well actually i have actually been able to evolve some of my spores uh, when they turn into full fungi they're quite fun and i've trained them to to to, to, to actually play cricket oh, it's quite goodness. amazing to watch spores stats just like in, in, in sports of course if you like black mold, uh, you might be interested to know that uh, your tentacles that I ate contracted quite a bit of black mold. Uh, <laughs> oh, for that's them. great. And and how did they taste? Was it like an aged blue cheese? It was some some somewhat like a cheese. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, I, I I thought it was interesting. Was it a it was kind of a mushroom cheese? Rutherford cheese or sort of a Mumford and Sons cheese? Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. I how much I paid. A bit Mumford <laughs> and Sons. Get... Yeah. That was not for you to eat. I I saved a lot, a lot of money to buy my... It's been very embarrassing when I lost my 37th tentacle. I, I plead ignorance on it. I, I thought they were tofu hot dogs. Um, <laughs> you can't tell with those with those fake meat fake meat products you know they could they could be anything yeah it didn't taste like meat it didn't it did not have a meat taste well it probably it didn't really look like meat either given that it was covered in it was blue primarily 
and about four and a half feet long. It might have been a tip off to you. It wasn't beyond tentacle. Wasn't that I you thought, say that? On? I mean, I've seen the foot long. I figure they're okay. Now they're developing a four foot long. <laughs> I don't know. And oh, and quite honestly, I was starving. So. Well, I guess you were locked up in there for a very long time. I thought, could you, you know, have you, being in there a long time, did the, did the electricity help in any way? You know, you were pushing very high voltage and amperage into your, into your bottom. It must have been something you could subs- subsist off, <laughs> maybe a little bit. Where are you going with this, Captain? I don't you mean... <laughs> I mean, have you evolved to be able to, you know, survive on electricity alone? Uh, I think so. Are you part machine? Is what I'm asking. Uh, that is possible. Is... Yeah, I, I think I, I did come out of there as somewhat hybrid. Oh. Uh, of a uh, uh, sort of a machine mixed with with a more of an organic being. And that's potential. I have the potential to live uh, for eternity. Oh, oh, that's that's got to be that's quite nice. We're only nearly immortal as Meporpians. Yeah, it just, just it just means we have just short really good retirement plans. But <laughs> have you saved enough for retirement? Because immortality is quite expensive. I don't know if I could ever save up. Enough. I mean, that's that's no, a big concern, and I have no idea. I mean, when do you cash I, in your four hundred one k if you live for eternity? Yeah. Does you, does well, well you and with the matching plan? I hope you opted into that, uh, Captain. With yes, because you you have to start putting away, you know, way before you get to infinity. Okay. Well, because that's how the investment just keeps going and going, but never quite approaches infinite. I have a piggy bank. Oh, I'm sure you'll do. I'm sure you do, Harry. It's full of pigs. Is it Mickey Mouse? No, it's full of pigs. I want to have plenty uh, right. of pigs of when I retire. So much you can do with them. So much different they are, food. They are products. cute. And well, don't get me started if you put one on a boat and push it out to sea. Oh no, no, we've been we've been through this. No, we're not. you have to. Have you? Hold your sponsor. What? Uh, no, I'm not talking about eating the boats. Sorry, sorry, not this time, Captain. I was talking about putting the yeah. pigs in a delightful potpourri of recipes uh, of ingredients uh, into the boats and pushing it out to sea as as we as we do for our boat cooking. But this isn't a boat. This isn't a cooking segment. I'm I'm off track. It sounds quite a bit like a cooking a cooking segment, don't you think? Well, I know, but we uh, I'm we've maybe gone through all the movies we want to get through. I think. Oh no! I was just getting started. <laughs> well, I was actually going to start with the letter A. Oh boy! <clears throat> what is I think we're- my favorite movie starting with the letter A? I would have to say Alf the movie. What? What's that? <laughs> oh, what is that noise? What's that sound? Are we being Dude. Oh, we're being played off the pitch. Dude is back. Dude bring back space tackles for all to enjoy. Oh. Yum, yum. We haven't had space food in many moons, I feel like. Oh, this is quite nice, Dean. Thank you. What? Uh, where what where did you bring these back from? What what place was it? 
Which ones are spicy? Place? Oh, they'd bring all spicy space tacos. They're spicy with nebula stardust. Mmm, yum. Oh. Oh, any extra spice? I, I have to watch the spice level per the uh, doctor's uh, order. Yes, right. Yes, right, Gary. You've, you've got a bit of uh, bit of hypertension there, and you've and you've got the you know that thing with your bowels. <laughs> Remember last time you you completely soiled yourself all over the place, and there's uh, we have to bring that up on the podcast. Super tramp all over the place. It was quite quite embarrassing. A little bit. Of, I think there was a little bit of little bit of arba too, and it was a little bit of fog hat. Really humiliating. Oh, don't get me started on fog hat. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, but you got a free ride. Of, <laughs> anyway, I, I won't go into the details. But thank I, you, Fiend. Uh, that, was, that was quite nice. Did you bring? Uh, did you bring back for all of us? What about your your friend? Uh-oh. Looks like we're what friend? A little short. Epilogue oh. over there is, looks looks a little bit hungry and a little bit angry now. Oh no. Oh, Epilogo, put. Do not bring space taco for me! Oh. <laughs> put down that blaster, Epilogo. We, we don't have to do anything. Very much! We don't have to do anything. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Run away! Run away! Oh. Fiend, oh. not very brave. Running. Not on the spaceship, please. We just got the spaceship. Yes. You could blast a hole in the side and then we'd be done for. Fiend hate epilogu. How could you say that? <laughs> I, were they This is quite <laughs> um, dramatic. I think we should I think we should stop right now because this is you know, quite scary and I don't don't really want our spaceship to be destroyed. We've already lost one spaceship. Yes, this one we've got no, to hang on to, the Star Class, uh, Star Runner, whatever whatever it is. It's, it's a very nice Can one. we all just get along? We could. Do you think maybe we can have a chance at reconciliation? I'll share my space tacos. All you're saying, uh, give peace a chance. Is that, all, is that all you're saying? No, not pizza. I, just, I was saying no, no. space tacos. Pizza a chance. Right, space tacos is what I was saying. Sorry, very different food group. I, you know, it's quite. I thought you've been on Lurf long enough that you would know the difference. Give space pizza tacos. chance. Why do we give pizza chance? What does that mean? Pizza chance is that like a little bit of chance? What? Oh, I think it's. I thought it was a jingle for a restaurant called Pizza Chance. <laughs> or chance of pizza. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Like something like that. Pizza chance. Yeah. Pizza, pizza chance. A pizza chance is like it's a slim chance. Is when before they started making thick right. pizzas, it's slim. So it's like right, a, right. a slim chance is a pizza chance. Just a slice. Like a thin crust. Right. So all we are saying is like, it's like, don't overdo it. Just give pizza chance. <laughs> We they have enough, okay. Versus a deep dish a chance would be like it's definitely going to happen, Get right? Deep dish chance. Yeah, it's like a like a foregone conclusion almost. Right, for yeah, exactly. Pizza chance, especially like cracker crust pizza chance, is considered really impossible. It's like uh, it's it's like Yuri's uh, contingency. Hey, I thought it was a healthy chance with uh, Blix. Oh! I- In your dreams. 
<laughs> I'm still still typing the zeros. The, de- <laughs> the decimal. It's not zero, but there are, there are a lot of decimals. It might as well be zero. No, no, there's no rounding. Remember, there's no rounding was discontinued. Uh, I don't know whether there are enough decimal places in Shipwina's memory. Well, there's always enough. Especially after Shipwood totally, <laughs> whatever he did to... Frider circuits, yes. Frider circuits, yes. Quite quite humiliating. Okay, and back online at some point. Uh, when she does, there'll be quite a lawsuit. That's all I have to say. Don't know who... Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> well, it was nice of Fiend to bring those tacos anyway for... Yes, thank you, Fiend. Nice to have space food once in a while. He does seem to be lying unconscious on the floor. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a good sign. Epilogue, did you kill him? Well, that's right. I'm unconscious too, aren't I? <laughs> that's weird. Right. Well, this is like a dream state. The movie segment. Pause that storyline. This is kind of like a Tarantino movie. Like this is this before all that happened? Is that what's going on? Yeah, now? this is a pre this is all a prequel to a to a eight part series, but this is the the what? The future flashback, but we're flashing back from the future which hasn't happened yet. I th- I've but we've cut between different time periods at not, the same time. Yeah, non-linear storytelling. Yes, non-linear. Thank you. Side move in time. You know, sort of a. We've paused. Everything's in suspended animation, and then we can go do other stuff. Well, we all know that time is not linear, right? Well, it may appear linear, but in fact, all time happens. Simultaneously, yeah, but in a circular fashion. Collinear. Collinear, yes. Does that mean the same? I don't know. I'll have to ask my daughter, uh, who's still taking geometry. Oh, okay. <laughs> she won't know, though. She'll just, she doesn't pay attention in class. She'll just make me find the notes online. Uh, oh, well, you shouldn't give in. They'll never learn to learn on themselves. You can't teach somebody to learn. Only they can learn to learn by themselves. And once you've learned to learn, and you've learned that learning is something you have to learn, and you've learned a very important lesson learn, about learning. Learn, learn on. You've learned to learn the important lesson about learning. And you've learned to learn <laughs> at an incredibly profound way, then you've not only learned a lesson about learning, you've learned a lesson about learning lessons. And when you've learned lessons about learning lessons, you've really learned something that will fundamentally shift and change the fabric of the universe, which is that learning itself is fundamentally about learners. It's what? Is it it cotton? The fabric of the universe? No, I, th- I believe it's, it's, of it's more of a linen. It's more of a linen. It's sort of like a linen, but if it were like a fake linen, like something very cheap, <laughs> kind of like a plastic linen. If I, if I, to have learned and lost, than to never, never to have learned at all. That's right. I believe that is yes. It's beautiful, beautiful expression. <laughs> Okay. It's better to have learned to lost to lose than to never have lost 
or learned or learned it all. It's better to anyway. Uh, anyway, get it. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter. None of it really matters. Nobody's listening at this point. Yes, if you're still listening, what? Congratulations! <laughs> you have made it. You've made it's it very to end. the very end of this episode, and we have. Yes, we we have a very special gift for those dedicated listeners, which is there will be another episode, episode sixteen, coming to your computer, your iPod, your iPhone, your computer. whatever stupid device you might have on planet Earth, coming presently. Stay tuned. And for those who haven't made it this far, <laughs> you stupid, stupid moron. What kind of imbecile? Don't bother to have the nerve and the gumption to, to just follow. You will never learn to follow through on anything. You lazy. Man.